The Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to bugger. Nah, happy Sunday morning, Adelaide. Great to have your company. It's the Crow's Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo here until 10 o'clock this morning. And you can grab the uh, podcast once the show is done on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Over 200 AFL games to his name, dominated for a long period of time there. The big fella, Sam Jacobs. Hello, mate. Hello, Tomo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good as gold. You fired up? You ready to rock and roll? I am. It's a massive show today. We've got some household names. Yeah, big. Matty Robran. Matty Robran. Huge. Yep. The informed Ben Keys. Yeah, hadn't he been getting plenty of it? He's been fantastic. Yep, I like that. And uh, I look down here and I see Saucy's number game, so I'm a bit worried (laughs) about that. And I'm hearing you've brought your own audio. Yep, new segment. Okay. Okay, we're going to get to that. And the other thing we want to touch base on as well, Saucy, probably to get a little bit serious as well, is the the trade that um, obviously you did to, to go over to the GWS Giants in 2020. Yeah, we said we wanted to bring you some stuff that goes uh, behind Crow's doors. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a little, uh, a little insight into my transaction to the Giants. Now for the Crows, Lynch, clever little kick, Keys. As a player over the top, if he wants to go to him, he took his time and he decided to take the responsibility himself. Nah, he's dominated over the past couple of years. There's no doubt about that for the Adelaide Football Club. Benny Keys joins us. G'day, Benny. How are you, mate? Boys, how are you? Yes, good, thank you. We're going well. Now, uh, how, how's it all going, mate? Because uh, obviously you've you've started up at the Brisbane Lions. You, you played a couple of seasons up there, and it sounds like, and it, well, it really looks like you've flour- flourished coming down here to the City of Churches. Yeah, certainly. I've absolutely loved the move uh, to date. Um, everyone's been fantastic at the club uh, since I've arrived. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's only year three here at, at the Crows, but it honestly feels like it's been a lot longer. A lot's obviously happened over the last couple of years as well, which has added to that. But, yeah, it's, it's been really enjoyable. Now, two-part question, Keezy. Uh, you're obviously living with Hingy now. Um, you mentioned you've, you're, you're living in Prospect, which is a nice part of town. And what do you ex-Brisbane boys get up to uh, mm. in your day-to-day life in Adelaide? Yeah, living with Hingy, we're uh, we're pretty close, uh, pretty good mates. From uh, we spent I think three years at Brisbane together, and, and now a couple of years in Adelaide. Um, he's great. Uh, I like to keep to myself, so we're not too in each other's faces uh, on yep. the days off or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I certainly uh, I've loved uh, moving to, to Prospect and got a house there and and really set it up, um, you know, how I wanted it and really made it my own. So um, yeah, it's 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 a good chilled out, relaxed lifestyle and. Um, Certainly, uh, Prospect's perfect for that. There's uh, some nice parks nearby and plenty of good cafes. So, uh, yeah, I always float around there. I like it, Keezy. Now, unfortunately, we lost the skip last weekend uh, down with an ACO injury, mate. But um, obviously, glass half full. It's given at least three or four of you guys in the leadership group an opportunity to step up. How have you felt with that? I know it's only an early sort of sample this week. Yeah, it's uh, disappointing to lose Sloney. Uh, Sloney's had a massive impact on on me and and on everyone. I I, I think with uh, how he leads and how he goes about his footy. So yeah, it's um, it's certainly an opportunity. I'll keep working closely with him um, as I always as I always have since I've arrived. Uh, he's been great for me, great mentor. So yeah, I mean for for me, it's just business as usual. Um, just um, you know, do my thing and 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 do what I've been doing this year and, and help other boys along. Now we did make mention of the the weather in Ballarat last in last week's show. Mm. How did you go with it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not too bad. It, um, I, I think it's always arriving to the game. Um, you feel the pinch a bit. That's when I certainly uh, I'm a bit uncomfortable. Once I once I warm up and stuff, I uh, I warm up pretty easily. So it doesn't really it doesn't really feel like much difference. So 
it's uh, yeah, it's try not to spend too long on the bench either because that, that's when it can really sort of hit you. But yeah, I've never been, uh, even though I do love the heat and uh, I prefer that weather and growing up in that weather, I actually haven't really struggled uh, with the cold uh, so much this year. Yeah, I like it, Kezi. And what the, what's the story off-field, please? Obviously, with uh, so many days a week you spend at the club and spend with the boys, are we holding hands with a nice young sword or what? <laughs> Nah, that's 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 private life, mate. That's, 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 that's days with me. So, <laughs> uh, you're a good man, Casey. Thanks so much for jumping on the uh, the Crows Radio Show. No worries, Sauce Tomo. Thanks very much. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Me. Right now, it's time for a brand new segment called Saucy's Number Game. He's brought his own audio as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh no! Come on. <laughs> No, oh, come on, Saucy. Righto, so what are you doing here? Because I reckon you've just ripped all these numbers. Just it, This is a segment off another podcast, I'm feeling. Now, when you just first off the top, when you deal with kids, you, you get exposed to a lot of kids' stuff. So there's yeah. uh, I've ripped that off one of the uh, one of the kids' shows. So now I'm a numbers man. Um, you are. Being a footy tragic from obviously way back, um, and more specifically the Crows. So, Tom, I thought it'd be interesting just to delve into the archives a little bit and okay. just give Crows fans a little bit of an insight around some interesting or quirky stats. Peep behind the, the wizard's curtain. I like this, Saucy. <laughs> I like this. So I'll throw a couple at you and we'll just break them down. Yep. So Jordan Dawson, who now wears number 12. Okay. The three previous players, Simon Truganza, Robert Shirley, and Daniel Talia, who have all number 12, yeah. are all life members of the footy club. Oh, how's the pressure? So a little bit of pressure on the dorsal there. Well, after the showdown, I think he's in. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put him straight in. <laughs> yep, okay, uh, I like that. So that's the number 12. All right, yep. interesting. Yep, interesting. so it's a very well-credentialed number. Yep. Um, Rightio, we move on to goals. Now, we love, everyone loves uh, people who kick goals. So who who would you think's got the uh, the most goals per game for the Crowies? Like uh, and on average? Yes. Okay, so this is interesting. I... I would say that Tex would be around the mark. Absolutely. He's around the mark, but he's yep. not close to this player. Yeah, okay. Our uh, greatest goal kicker. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony Modra. Modra. Tony Modra. So Tony Modra leads the way with 3.73. Eddie Betts comes in second, interestingly, yep. at uh, 2.35. Okay. The big Texan, 2.25. Mm. The uh, the premiership legend, yep. Darren Jarman at 2.2, Scott Welsh, 2.1, and Josh Jenkins, 2.01. Wow. Okay, so I would have thought Texan. Obviously, Texan is the, the leading goal kicker of the club, but the games as well. So yes. obviously, he's played more games for the Adelaide he Football has. Club than Modra. And if Modra did hang around and go over to bloody... Well, Three minutes. It's probably helped his average. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. That's, so that, that's for players with 100 games. Okay. So an, an outlier, Scotty Hodges, 38 games. He averaged 2.63, so he would have slotted in number two, yeah, but okay. uh, 38 games, that's not enough. Yeah, no, no, no. But I reckon the fun part of this is uh, okay, the other side it. of it. What do you mean? Who hasn't kicked a goal? Who hasn't kicked who a goal? Who hasn't kicked a goal? Okay, so is there a game criteria here? Uh, no. Nah. So okay. let's just see who, who's played the most games without kicking a goal. Okay. Right, now, now, get, let, me, let me have a few numbers. Yep. So it'd have to be a defender. Uh, naturally. <laughs> it'd have to be. Well, it can't, And it can't be Truck. He's kicked three on debut. He so did that, too. That counts him out. Yeah, I know. Kick three on debut and then they say, see Graham, you, mate. Graham Johncock nearly put us in front, well, in that prelim <laughs> yep. against the, the Hawthorne, yep. uh, Hawthorne Football Club. Yep. Uh, so it can't be him. Yep. Uh, it'd have to be some sort of shutdown defender. Defender that's. He'll love a shout out, this guy as well. I know he's oh, a big he? fan of the Crows radio show. Is he really? The ex Handorf player. 
Kyle Cheney. Kyle Cheney. Kyle? 40, 44 games without a goal. Wow. He kicked one point. So, Cheens, uh, you need to get forward a little bit more, yeah, mate. Come on, Cheens. Don't worry, mate. I played against him when I was up about Barker. He got forward plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, and of the current group, and one to watch for the Crows fans is Jordan Butts and Andrew yes. McPherson. 28 games without a goal yet. So oh, Come on. But, well, I'm th- and this is the thing. And this is that, like, I'm competitive nature yes. with those two. I think there needs to be a little wager between yeah, them. They're both on 28 games. Both on 28. Yep. So, uh, so, yeah, just quickly, so a little shout-out to the club historian Dave Burtonshaw for uh, giving us these uh, interesting source stats. Ah, perfect. I like that. Now to welcome a man 130 games under his belt and played a massive part in both the 97-98 flags, Matthew Robber enjoys us. G'day, Matty. How are you, mate? G'day, Tomo Source. How are you both? Very well, mate. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Now, uh, Matty, the days at the Adelaide Football Club, mate. You're a uh, a fan favourite. There's no doubt about that, and uh, a hero of mine growing up. Just how were they, and uh, and how much do you miss them now? Um, yeah, thank you for the uh, the intro. Very kind. Um, oh, you, you certainly miss your uh, you miss your time or your involvement with when you spend so long down at a, an organisation like I did. Um, but uh, no, I had some some wonderful, uh, enjoyable years on the field. I guess everybody says that when you leave footy clubs, you make lifelong friends, which um, you know, which I'm still in mates with a lot of the guys that I play with, um, and who we obviously you, know, you catch up, you reminisce. Um, so yeah, had a, had a wonderful time there, lots of fond memories. But yeah, you, you sort of get to the footy these days and you watch it, and there's always a part of you that uh, that misses it a little bit. Yep. You know, physically, there'd be no way you can do it now. But you know, you're in your mind, you think, oh, still be love. You'd still love to be playing, but. You get there now and you're just sitting and enjoy it as a fan and watch the boys go around. Yeah, nice. Now, I think that attitude, Robsy, probably flowed into your footy because you're a player who was able to play well in big moments. Mm. Um, I know there's a few times where you kick huge barrels that we, uh, as a young Crows fan, I used to love watching as well. But I, I guess yeah. it's something you were really proud of is able to perform when it mattered most. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the main thing is you um, you have a job to do and, and you're given your instructions by your coach and and you know, Blighty was really clear with my instructions, and um, you know, and the great thing about what Malcolm said to me was he never overcomplicated. It was, you know, if you're playing centre forward, you, you basically your role is, um, you know, you're you're a person that we go to if we're in a bit of trouble, if we need to kick down the line, um, we need you there to, to to do a contest, and then obviously bring the your smaller players into play. Um, but then on the other side, if we've got possession or maintaining control of the footy, yeah, get on your bike go for your leads and, and try and get hold of the footy that way. But, um, you know, I guess you, as a player, if you've got a coach that instills a lot of confidence into you, it gives you the belief that, um, you know, when the, the time is right, you can uh, you can make an impact. And, you know, luckily enough, there were times in games I was able to do that. I like that, Matty. Now, speaking of um, Blighty, was he a bit before his time there? So you, you're talking about things, you know, dumping the ball down the line and bringing your smaller players into play, which is so prominent in today's mm. footy. And he was bringing that to the table in the late 90s. Was he was he before his time? And what type of uh, influence did he have on you? Um, yeah, I don't know if he was before his time. I think he was just a, a, great, a great thinker of football and a great teacher of football. Um, I'll give you an example of... When I say just teaching basics, one of the first pre-season trainings we were doing, he, you know, we missed a couple of handballs, so he's grabbed the whole group in together, and he's just he's, he's explained the basic fundamentals of how you actually handball a footy. Now you yeah. think you know AFL players would know how to do this, but he just he just wanted to instill into the players you know correct techniques and uh, yeah, real real teacher of the footy. But 
it was good in the fact that he also gave blokes a bit of a license as well. Yep. Um, I know you mentioned in the intro source that I enjoyed kicking a torpedo, but <laughs> I, I only enjoyed doing that because I knew I had the backing of the coach to yeah. be able to do it. Mm. Um, and he would always say, you know, if, if it, you try something new, if it works, keep going. Yep. Um, but as soon as it doesn't work, you, you put it in the kit bag and you put it away for another day. So, um, yeah, he, he was a, a terrific influence, you know, particularly, you know, especially on myself, but I guess all the guys that played under him because, you know, we were lucky enough to enjoy some ultimate success for those couple of years. And, um, you know, he would certainly leave a, a lasting legacy on uh, on all of us blokes that uh, played under him. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take you back to the 97 prelim right now, and I've got a bit of audio for you. I've got a question off the back of it. <laughs> no dramas. Quick snap. Libra. Tony Liberatore celebrates a point. Well, what will he do when they get a goal? Righto. Two things there, Matty boy. Two things. For one, was it a goal? And two, where the hell were you on the ground, please? Well, to answer the second question first, Tom, I was actually uh, sitting on the bench. <laughs> I, uh, I'll go back. Yeah, unfortunately, you were talking about big moments earlier. So, also, I um, I had a pretty ordinary game in that that prelim, I must admit. So, I was actually dragged at half time, um, and I was sitting on the pine. So, from where obviously the angle we were at, we couldn't tell. But I guess with all the uh, the, the the way it unfolded, um, with the reaction of Tony Liberatore, and then even the mannerisms of the goal umpire, because he was obviously right behind it, and obviously if they kick it behind these days, they'll, they'll tap their chest to indicate it behind, but the umpire didn't do that. Mm. He's then walked to the middle of the goal, the goal square, and we're thinking, oh, hell, he's, yeah. uh, he's kicked that. And then, thankfully, he's just he's put the one finger up as a behind, and I think collectively on the bench, we've all gone, oh, goodness me, we're still in it. Well, um, I've got very uh, strong mail that the goal umpire might have had a little wager on the Crows. <laughs> It's interesting who you talk to. I know. I think Jamo was, <laughs> J- was down that end, and he swears till he's blue in the face that it was a behind. I always hear Brad Johnson say that he was Adam. It was a uh, it was a goal. So I guess if any any Crows person would have said it's a behind, um, um, Bulldogs people would have said it was a goal. But you know, it's one of those things in footy that uh, the ball, you know, or the the. So the result went our way because of a few little things, and you know, how do you kick that? It might have been a different story at the end yep. of it, but um, thankfully, the uh, we got the right uh, decision. Now, Maddie, we could talk about your uh, your career, but now, as you mentioned, it's it's not your time anymore; it's your daughter's time, and she's a part of the Crows Academy. Um, yes. it's a fantastic thing that the Crows have. And just the other day, we uh, we beat Port in the uh, Academy Showdown for if you want to call it that. Yes, the girls did very very well. I think. Um, I've had a couple of daughters run through um, the academies, and uh, and Kayla, who's my sort of middle daughter, who's uh, who's out playing with Norwood, had been in the same academy a couple of years ago, and was always seemed to cop the um, a thumping by Port Adelaide um, in the academy. So it was nice to see the girls get a result, and, and I must admit, every time you beat Port Adelaide, regardless whether it's AFL <laughs> academies, Christmas, it's always nice. Yeah, they all matter. And, hence the rivalry. But uh, no, the, the clubs do an awesome job with the academies for the girls, and. You know, um, and it's great that they can something to aspire to, particularly with the success of our AFLW side. So, um, yeah, it's a terrific program they got going down there. I ah, love it, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday morning with the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. You're a star. Pleasure, guys. Enjoy the day. Thanks, Robsy. Now, Saucy, we take on the GWS Giants this Saturday at Adelaide Oval, which should be a cracking game of football, actually. Hopefully, we can get a, a nice full house in and, uh, yeah, get your tickets from Ticketek and all the information at afc.com.au. But 
It's taken on your old mob, uh, Saucy. Yeah, well, well one of them. Yeah, briefly. Yeah. Uh, briefly, my own mob. So, yeah, I was, was very fortunate to go up to Sydney and have a year with the, with the GWS Giants. Yep. So I don't reckon we've heard too much about this in the media or we haven't spoken about it no. personally. But I'd like to, if that's all right with you, pick the brain yeah. about how you ended up at the GWS Giants. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things because it happened so quickly. Um, the 12 months I was up there, you know, it was, it was a two-year contract, but yep. I only stayed for the one. Um it just it it I sort of left the club and I came back to the club really quickly. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I guess it all started. Um, I guess as as a club, we're going through a rebuild. So, mm-hmm. 2019, obviously, I started the year in the team, uh, missed eight weeks, and then Riley was able to get his opportunity, which yep. was was fantastic for him, and yep. um, took me probably another eight weeks to break into the team. So, I, I finished the year in the team, which I always like to make note of that. I, I, yeah. didn't, I never got dropped, and yep. I finished in the Crows team, like and then. It. Um, I guess we were going to go down the rebuild path. Um, that was sort of spoken about publicly, which which we all know too well now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I sort of got told in, in no uncertain terms that I'd probably be spending more time in the SANFL mm-hmm. as opposed to the AFL team. And um, the club respectfully gave me a really good offer, mm-hmm. um, but they let it be known that um, I was going to play in the SANFL, which I, I, I totally understood. Yep. Um, is that is that why you went to explore other options? And was there more than one club coming after you? Yeah, so I guess towards the middle of the year when I wasn't getting a game, mm-hmm. I was I, I was playing some pretty strong SANFL form. So mm-hmm. I, I did have a fair bit of interest, you know, from a few clubs throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, never entertained the idea of of uh, of leaving the Crows. As, as you know, I'm a massive Crows yeah, man. Yeah, for but, sure. You know, when I got told that, you know, I was going to be playing SNFL more likely than not, mm-hmm. I guess from there it sort of, you know, I, I thought I had a bit left still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to to have a chance. And obviously, Phil Davis is one of my great mates. Yep. The Giants were coming off a grand final. Mm-hmm. I was still hungry to have success. You know, unfortunately, I missed out on getting a flag. Mm-hmm. So I think it all all aligned um, to, to go to the Giants, to mm-hmm. give it a go. And you know, I left on fantastic terms with the Crows. You yep. know, I'm, I'm really close with Justin Reid now, um, even through that period that, yep. you know, he sort of said, you know, you, you probably is your best interest to, to go. And, mm. and I appreciate his honesty because, um, yes, it would have been great to stay in the SANFL and um, and play there. Mm-hmm. Um, as competitive players as we are in the AFL, mm-hmm. um, I'm still, still keen on playing AFL footy and, yeah, and giving myself sure. a chance to hopefully win a flag. Yep. Uh, big move though, Saucy as well. Yeah. Like from Adelaide as well, where you've uh, you spent the last what was it near close to a decade, yep. really? Obviously yep, nine com- years. coming back from from Carlton and yep. and basically packing up and leaving with a with a young one and your beautiful wife. That must have taken taken some real real thinking. Yeah, it did. Um, and she was she was very supportive. She was keen herself. Um, my wife Izzy, she's a uh, she's a country girl as well from York Peninsula. So yep. I guess for us it was like you know what an opportunity to be able to go to Sydney. Mm. You'd, if 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 foot, if it wasn't for footy, we wouldn't do it no, because correct. of that reason. Because it's too hard. So, yep. I guess we took it as a bit of a, a as a positive. It's like, well, what an opportunity to go to Sydney at that stage was for two years. Mm-hmm. Go up there, try something different, meet some new people. Um, we can go up there together. Young kid, um, Imi was only yeah, not even one at that stage. Yep. So, obviously, that was a seamless transition as well. And you know, that my family's very heavily involved with with my footy as yep. as is hers. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sort of like, well, let's go to Sydney and have holidays in Sydney yeah. for a couple of years. So. Mm. Um, everything just everything just just seemed to marry up, and um, yeah, I guess that's why I came to the decision I did. Part of that must have been frustrating as well, Saucy, because you talk about obviously your your family coming up and flying up and whatever, but you got up there in 2020, and it was a COVID affected year, so they didn't really have the ability to fly up and see you, did they? No, they didn't, and and that oh, that's, and that's the part I feel most um, you know not, not sad, it's probably the, the wrong word, but mm. we had six months. So pre season was great, that was yeah. normal, and then. 
We played Geelong on the uh, Saturday night, round one in in um, in Sydney. We had a really good win. Yep. Um, and then from there, it just everything just turned south. Yep. So um, everything got really hard in terms of moving around the country. Yep. You know, I was in Perth, locked up for three weeks. Mm-hmm. My wife was in Queensland, then she was in Adelaide, mm-hmm. and I was in um, in in Queensland. Mm-hmm. So we were all over the place, and it just got got really challenging. And yep. Um, from there, we decided that you know, 14 years at the top level was probably enough. And um, my wife was pregnant again at that stage, so uh, just got a bit too much to ask, and, and we decided to move home. Just the last one, you touched on it. You signed a two-year contract. You yep. played one year. Yep. If it wasn't COVID-affected, do you reckon you would have gone through with the second year? Oh, 100 percent, no yep. doubt, no doubt. Um, it's fantastic. They're an absolutely fantastic club, the Giants, and I'm very, very thankful for them to show interest in me to give me the opportunity. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but you know, in footy, I think. Sometimes trades don't go to plan and all that sort of stuff, but it really was win-win because yeah. I felt as a player it, it enabled Riley to have clear air yep. without me being, I guess, around. And, and we saw the levels that he's gone to and he was very deserving and ready to play at that stage. So mm. I, was, I was fully supportive of that. Um, and he's gone on to, to really good things now. Um, so it really was win-win. I left on good terms, um, yep. and that just shows by by me coming back to the club that I love. And you know, I'm always going to be a Crows man naturally, of course. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was a really seamless transition coming back too. Uh, I like it, mate. Thanks so much for sharing that as well. It's uh, I think that's probably the first insight yeah, that is. people yeah. have uh, delved a little bit deeper. And we take on the GWS Giants as well this weekend, Saturday afternoon. It should be brilliant at Adelaide Oval. You can get your tickets from Ticketech.com.au or head to the club socials for all the information. This is the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. Done and dusted for another Sunday morning. You've been superb once again, Saucy. It has, mate. It's been fantastic. Uh, it's great to hear from Premiership hero Matty Robin. Oh, uh, great. Current player Benny Key, so mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And good to get a bit of an insight as well with you and the, the trade that saw you play for the GWS Giants for a year. If you missed any of it, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. Now, what's going on next week, please, uh, Saucy? Because we might have another member. We do. We're going to uh, get our big... Uh, our big co-host on. The big yeah. Texan's going to come in and join us in the studio. Perfect. Looking forward to to having him on board next week. And we're going to do something as well. So he's going to, he's going to fix a few problems for the <laughs> for the punters out there on the street, Saucy. So if you have any issues, whether it be, you know, family life or, yep. you know, in the, in the mateship or something going General on the household. Pub, there you go. Mr. Mr. Tex Walker is going to come in and fix it for you. Yes, he, uh, he certainly will, Tomo. So we're looking forward to having that on. Now, we've heard some audio from uh, the big Texan throughout the week. Now, he, he got slammed on the front bar because he was talking about uh, our fearless skipper, Rory Sloan, and his ACO injury. Have a listen to this, Adelaide. Probably so. It's very similar to going up the Gold Coast and going on a roller coaster. It can't, it, you see some light at the t- end of the tunnel, then you don't, and it becomes a bit of a, a lag, and you don't see... How are you ever going to walk and run and play <laughs> again? So you'll certainly be on that roller coaster ride. But so we've got an hour of that next week. <laughs> what is he talking about? We've got an hour of that. I reckon he must be talking about the giant drop. <laughs> He's got no idea what he, what's happening. The tower, tower, something like that. Anyway, we're out of here.